Hi there, this is Ellis Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, December 9th, 2023. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you, as always, by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Amwager.com is a great legal online wagering website, which has some tools and perks for the better. Amwager.com is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out today at amwager.com. While you're there, if you want, you can also get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, and it is free without a login. Go to amwager.com, click on How to Bet and Ellis Star's blog. If you're not a member, look around. You'll be happy you did. We're going to start the key races and bets for Saturday, December 9th with the Wait a While Stakes. Race 6 at Gulfstream with a post of 234 Eastern. And the win contenders are Milliet and Ozara. Now, Ozara and Milliet have the bulk of probably to win this two-turn turf route for two-year-old fillies. But it's highly likely only Milliet can be bet to win as she opens at 8-1 to one compared to 8-5 to five for Ozara. So that's where I'm going to start. Milliet won her only start September 29th in Ireland. That race had a 13-horse field run at seven furlongs, counterclockwise, the same as in North America, around one turn. In that race, Milliet rallied strongly to pull away late, and since that race was one run on a all-weather track, it bodes very well for her chances here. Since importing to the U.S., Milliet has put in two works on the turf, and she gets Louis Saez to ride, which is a really good sign. Perhaps best of all, in her debut, Milliet earned an 86 Echo Base speed figure, which is a measurement of how fast a horse ran in a number that goes from like 20 to 120. And you can compare it, uh, compare horses from different tracks. And we can, when we compare that 86 figure to the 88 figure Ozara earned when second recently in the similar Chelsea Flower Stakes, we could see that with just some improvement, Milliet can run well enough to win at perhaps at really good odds. Ozara has no knocks except for her starting odds. She won a two-turn turf race in her career debut this past summer at Saratoga, which is no easy task, in a field of 10. She then shipped up to Canada for the grade 1 the Natal mistakes, and although beaten eight lengths, she wasn't really disgraced as she was 4-13, and the top two were ahead by seven lengths. Irene Ortiz Jr. gets on for the first time in this race, and that's a big sign that Ozara can improve off the effort on October 27th when she rallied from third to make the lead with an eighth of a mile to go, only to get passed late and settle for second in the Chelsea Flower. Even if we can't, even if we can't bet her to win, Ozara is still a horse we can make money with if she wins with exact and effective tickets. In the way to wild stakes, race six, Goldstream post 234 Eastern Saturday, December 9th. Milliat's a win bet of two to one or more. We're going to do an exact box of Milliat and Ozara. And then we're going to play a partial wheel with Milliet and Ozara on top in the first position over Cairo Street, Madam Mischief, Milliet, Ozara, Beach Cruiser, and Buttercream Babe. I'll say that again. Milliet and Ozara over Cairo Street, Madam Mischief, Milliet, Ozara, Beach Cruiser, and Buttercream Babe. And then additionally, just for 50 cents or maybe a buck, we can play a trifecta, which is going to be Milliet and Ozara in the first position over Cairo Street, Madam Mischief, Beach Cruiser, and Buttercream Babe over Milliet and Azara. This covers Milliet and Azara finishing first and third instead of first and second, so we have all the positions covered. We're going to go on to race seven at Aqueduct, which has a post of 312 and leads into a very good race. 
In race seven in Aqueduct, the win contenders are awesome native and legends can't die. They stick out in terms of their combined probability to win compared with the rest of the second level allowance field. Awesome Native gets preference because of his strong record of four wins in one second in seven dirt races, including three of five at Aqueduct. Awesome Native has shown he can stalk in third earlier rally from seventh in a field of eight, which he did previously. And Manny Franco rode him in his first two starts, both wins, and gets back on after not riding in his last three races, including two losses. Perhaps more importantly, Manny Franco chooses Awesome Native to ride over Magnolia Midnight, who he has ridden to victory in two straight at Aqueduct. The distance isn't an issue as Awesome Native won at seven furlongs. And not only does Awesome Native fit perfectly off a win at the one lower at non-winners of 1x allowance condition, the 106 Equibase speed figure earned in that race is the best by any horse in this race, period, as is the 104 figure back in May. So his either of his two best figures this year are better than anything else in the race. Legends Can't Die has suffered two tough defeats in a row at the level, both by a nose. He had returned for more than five months off prior to that, and his last two efforts yielded 96 and 98 figures, which are second fastest in the field. There are a few horses which likely early in this group and no real need to lead type, so it could be that jockey Eric Cancel puts Legends Can't Die on the lead from where he could prove tough to run down, even for the ostensibly faster Awesome Native. In race 7 at Aqueduct, with a post of 312 Eastern on Saturday, December 9th, Awesome Native could be a low-odds overlay win bet, I think his fair odds and minimum odds are seven to five or higher, and he opens at five to two. Legends can't die as minimum odds of nine to five, and he opens at three to one. For the exact, I just want to play a simple exacta box of awesome native and legends can't die. But the best bets I think in this race come in betting the doubles, and I want to bet some pretty heavy doubles here in race seven using awesome native and legends can't die, and in race eight can't hurry love and you look cold. Moving on to race 8 at Aqueduct on Saturday the 9th. This is the Garland of Roses Stakes with a post of 340 Eastern. And as mentioned in the doubles, the two win contenders are Can't Hurry Love and You Look Cold. And no matter how many times I look at the early pace scenario for this race, I come away believing strongly Disco Ebo must fly from the rail so as not end up behind horses in the opening quarter. He's led the start through the opening quarter and half in four straight. And although he did win from fourth early, a neck behind the leader back in January, and from third, a half-length behind the leader in November. The only time he drew the rail this year, Frankie Pennington, who rides him today, got him out to the front quickly. However, we now get into a situation where he's an immovable object and there's an irresistible force in the race, which is Olga Isabel, absolutely a need-to-lead type, having earned all four of her wins when in front from the start. Additionally, Hot Fudge has earned her last three wins when in front from start to finish, and Self-Isolation won her last race leading from start to finish. Therefore, Can't Hurry Love and You Look Cold both benefits enough to have a significant edge over the others here. Can't Hurry Love has closed them as far back as six this year and ran well. She won a stakes, albeit for New York Reds in June, won a couple lengths back early, earning a 111 Equibase fig- figure, which is the best earned by any horse in this field, period. After that, in August, Can't Hurry Love chased a wire-to-wire win around the track. Then for some odd reason, in the similar pumpkin pie stakes last time out last month, Trevor McCarthy put her on the lead from the start. He really hadn't ridden that way before, and he was up for her off the pace win in June. So those are tactics I think he will choose here, leading to a nice shot to upset as she opens at 8-1. You Look Cold opens at good odds of 6-1. She rallied from 6th of 7 to win over the track when last seen October 28th, and she closed fast to miss by a neck in May. She had been off two months before the win six weeks ago, and so she could run even better second off the layoff. 
in the Garland of Roses Stakes, Race 8 at Aqueduct, post on 3.40 Eastern. And let me caveat the win bets by saying if either Awesome Man or Legends Can't Die win Race 7 we played, and we played some doubles we're live to, win bets may not be necessary. But if we do, we should strongly consider win bets on Can't Hurry Love and You Look Cold, a two-to-one or better, and I have no hesitation betting on both because I think the favorites are suspect here. Considering the exceptional value in this race, a dutching tool will help really maximize our edge. There's a free dutching tool at Amwager which prorates our bets and allows us to set the amount we want to bet and does it based on the odds to help us achieve the best mathematical edge, and that's one of many tools and benefits for the racing fan at Amwager.com. For the Exacta, just a simple box of Can't Hurry Love and You Look Cold. We're going to close out this week's Key Races and Bets podcast and the blog as well with the Pulpit Stakes. Race 11 at Gulfstream Park on Saturday, December 9th with a post of 5.02 Eastern. The top win contenders are Liam's Journey, Palm Tree, and Noted. Liam's Journey opens at the highest odds of 9-2 to two of this trio, which has a group sticks out against the others in this 11-horse field. Those odds may hold up because Liam's Journey is still a maiden. But in the two-year-old ranks at this time of year, that doesn't mean much as there are few opportunities at the level. Particularly since Mike Maker trains in John Velasquez rides, it doesn't diminish his chances to succeed even if he is 0 for 3 to date. The second of the three was a big effort when checked and forced to stop his momentum early in the race, back to 8th, then moving up steadily and up 2nd. He was highly enough regarded off that race to enter in the Grade 2 Pilgrim Stakes on October 4th, much higher level than this non-graded stakes. In the Pilgrim, Liam's journey rallied to second with an eighth of a mile to go, and there was beating the neck for second while trying hard to the end. He was actually entered in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf in November, but was scratched. And just a week ago, he put in a very strong five-four-long workout to show he's in good form. The 86 Echo Base speed figure from his third place finish in the Pilgrim is the best figure in this field. So Liam's journey has potential to win here, just repeating that effort. But he's even more likely to improve upon it as a more mature two-year-old at the end of the year. Palm Tree tried turf in his second career start in September, took to it like a duck takes to water, rallying quickly from fourth to lead on the turn and holding steady. Palm Tree had a brutal trip in the grade two bourbon stakes in October where he was completely without a path to run in the stretch. He gets a big jockey change to Luis Saez. And like Liam's journey, Palm Tree put in a big workout over the track last week, so has every right to run well. Noted it was second in the Bourbon, passing five horses late and missing by a nose at the end. Instead of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, his connections decided to run in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile on dirt. That didn't work out. He finished last of nine. We can draw a line through that race now. He's back on the grass. Certainly, if he runs as well here as he did in the Bourbon, Noted should be right there at the finish with both Palm Tree and Liam's Journey. In the Puppet Six, race 11 at Gulfstream, Friday, Saturday, December 9th. Post time, 5.02 Eastern. I have the same minimum odds. I've got the same chance to win. About 5-2 to two minimum odds on Liam's Journey, Palm Tree, and Noted. So I'll bet the 1 or 2 at the highest odds, if they're 5-2 or two or more, it may very well just be that Liam's Journey is above that threshold. But if you do bet more than one horse, this is a great race, another great race, to use the Dutchie tool at Amwager to help you achieve the best mathematical edge. For the exactos, we're going to play a couple here. The one's going to be Boxing, Liam's Journey, Palm Tree, and Noted. And then we're going to play a trifecta of Liam's Journey, Palm Tree, and Noted overall over Liam's Journey, Palm Tree, and Noted. And then one more exact that I want to play here, which is keying Liam's Journey and Palm Tree in a box and then Liam's Journey and Noted in a box. And this way, we're maximizing profit because Liam's Journey is the highest odds 
of the trio. Don't forget, if you want the written version of this, that is called the Key Races and Bets blog, and that's available free at mwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. If you're not a member, please look around. You'll be happy you did. I'll be betting there all weekend. I hope you will as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.